0: But tonight, Pastor Michael, pour yourself a stiff drink and get yourself a huge Clint Eastwood style cigar if you're from the KDY world and just a normal cigar, (laughs) otherwise, and get ready to do this. So Pastor
1: Wait, can you just start with that? Because that was hilarious. That was so good. And I'm not a guy who I've never actually even smoked a cigar. So I'm not the guy to be like, oh, what a good bird. But that is so funny.
0: I, I can just start with that. This is Restless. Welcome back to Restless. This is a part two, a part two of which way young reformed guy, Katie or Doug Wilson Last week, Pastor Michael, to catch everybody up, but you probably already listened as it's been quickly, quickly downloaded, Um, we covered Kevin DeYoung's critique and criticism, whatever you want to call it, of Pastor Idaho guy, Doug Wilson. This week, Turnabout is fair play, isn't it, Pastor Michael, and we will be covering doug wilson's response how are you doing and are you ready tonight
1: yeah i'm doing well and uh, i am ready we're a fair and even-handed bunch here and so we want to um give uh each party it's due um i will say uh like i said to our patrons in our group chat which you can join if you become a patron at uh, patreon.com backslash the restless podcast but um i you know i'd I mentioned how, you know, if we really wanted to uh, to get the downloads going, we would just keep talking about this for a long time because we've got a solid probably twice as many downloads on the first episode right now as we normally do by this point. You know, um, Mm. like it's it's probably twice as much as we would typically have after a week and uh, not to mention the the uh, YouTube and all of that, that is uh, picking up a lot more than we normally do. So um, I would, it it may even be as much as three times our typical show. If we're talking about our apostles creed shows (laughs) or where we're going through first Peter or something like that, this is like four or five times already (laughs) what those would typically get in a week. So, yeah,
0: but here on restless, we are going to go ahead and cover this article. Pastor Michael, what was Doug Wilson's article called that? on his the audio version of it it took him 28 minutes to read out loud everyone so once wow. again a very long article but yeah it's just so art? it's just
1: called my rejoinder to kevin de young very you know we're out of we're out of uh what is it no quarter november so he's uh yes. being a little softer you
0: know a little uh <laughs> gentler with this yeah. one um so Pastor Michael um we are not gonna cover everything we could cover in this article. Um this article even more than Kevin DeYoung's article is an inv- invitation into a spiral that would never end. Uh which <laughs> it really be- is which I may um- And people love. Yes. Like and people
1: love and they want, right? Like this is part of the problem is that everybody wants it. Everybody wants that like, you know. It would be much better if they just sat down and had a conversation. Um even uh, even quietly, you know, even without you know, publicity about
0: it, just uh, did it. That would be good. And so, Pastor Michael, but what as uh, this article is, as you would expect, uh, very well written. I would recommend listening to him read it out loud. I, I certainly don't have the patience in my life anymore to sit down and read a blog article <laughs> with this many hyperlinks and other video links. Um, Uh, And so I would recommend listening to him read it, and I think you will get his inflection. I think you will have a a good experience. But what we can all appreciate is he ends his article with a conclusion saying, here are all the summary statements of my points throughout. And so he has, I think there are seven of them. So we are still going to have to move pretty quickly through this article, Pastor Michael. Yep. Um, Even doing it this way. Uh, to not do this forever. Now, Pastor Michael has been working hard to put me in a good mood, everyone. Um, and that w- we'll see how long we can last. We will see also how much agreement we find um, this time in it. And so, Pastor Michael, uh, please, at any point, feel free to quote other parts of the article. Some of his sentences are, his points are, a little I actually think they're a little bit disconnected then from some of the at least the more contextually put points that he mm-hmm. makes, which I found a bit strange. But if this is what he meant to communicate with each one, I'm kind of gonna just go with it. Yeah. And if you want to if you think we really need to alter it um for the sake of representing him fairly, I again don't know how to represent him any more fairly than directly read a sentence that he said summarizes right. my point but again yeah. it's, it can be hard to summarize something that it took you a long time to write in a single sentence so yeah. credit well, let's precedent. start let's start with his p.s
1: before we get into it let's have a little more fun let's get in a good mood he has this great p.s about about uh the the cigar we mentioned before um, right at the end before he sums it all up he says uh, p.s kevin also commented on a quote clint eastwood style close-up of wilson puffing a massive cigar uh, unquote and he says that was not a massive cigar it was a plain old cigar and that's just a really funny uh thing in my mind that you have somebody like i imagine i don't know kevin DeYoung. young we've i mean we've not even talked before right like we've we have like shared the same space <laughs> before but never never have i interacted with him uh would love to but uh but I, like, I see him as, like, I mean, he's a bit more, I mean, like you say, he's more academic, a um, little bit more of the, like, kind of button down, he's you a straight know, grew up guy. in a really, you know, uh, kind of... Uh,
0: very Dutch. Yeah, very. very
1: Dutch, tight-knit, reform family. And, like, there's just something about that image of, like, you know, maybe a little bit more, we might say nerdy, right? And I don't, I mean, no disrespect by that. And then you've got, like, the Idaho cowboy... You know, and he's just smoking a cigar and he's like, wow, that's a massive cigar. And he's like, this is just a cigar. <laughs> it's just what a cigar is. That's really funny.
0: <laughs> so I again, I think there are plenty of funny things throughout the article, which is a thing that you can pretty much reliably get. We may do a bonus where I bring up. Um, I I mention um, things that aren't related to Kevin DeYoung's critique that I actually think unfortunately the men who have set it in their minds to not like him there are two things that i think kind of come out in this article that may further entrench that which is unfortunate um uh, but we'll see we'll see that'll probably depend on how good a mood i'm in oh here we go (laughs) point number one pastor michael yea, nay or nuance kevin worked hard to be even-handed but he was so even-handed that he diluted the force of his subsequent critique. Yay, nay, or nuance?
1: Oof. Um, I mean, I'm going to go with a yay on this one while noting and nuancing my yay. (laughs) I know I always cheat. Before you
0: nuance, Pastor Michael, I'm going to say if either one of us chooses nuance on any of these, we will be announcing a giveaway during um, the 12 Days of Restless for each time we do it. So be very judicious. (laughs) With your nuances. How wait?
1: How many points does he have again? I gotta Seven.
0: be careful. It could go fourteen if we both put <laughs> nuance every time. But everyone, we're knows not, not saying they're be gonna, gonna be massive giveaways. <laughs> but massive.
1: Um. So I, I'm, I'm willing to say yay. Okay. Um. Noting that we, you know, I like we generally um said with the last episode, there's some uh, I think valid critiques in what Kevin Young gave. Um. But it is true that when you begin. Um, by in a sense buttering up your subject, which you're like, you know, like that's actually the in a some way the gentleman's way of going about this kind of a critique to not just jump right into it. Um, it when you say a lot of the things that he said uh, and that we even noted that just sound good, right? About the faithfulness of his family, about the the things we agree on, the good stuff he's writing about about um, certain cultural issues and. And, you know, training children and and marriage and these different things that, you know, he mentioned in the article that, hey, these are things that actually, uh, you know, are quite good. Um, it It does have the effect of at least dampening how bad this could really be, hmm. right? Like, hey, if we're that close, then is this really that big of a deal? Now, it doesn't mean that it's not a big deal, right? Because you could... Um, say those things about somebody who you're pretty far from, but I do think that rhetorically it does dampen the effect that comes after.
0: You are describing what we might call the, um, the, the problem with all everything written by American Presbyterians since the Civil War, mm-hmm. where they like where the point they decide to make ends up being so fine that it ends up meaning very little. So you're basically saying that. He kind of ends up committing the rhetorical problem that American Presbyterians make, right? Where they just keep refining it down, refining it down till it's like, dude, I don't even really know what we're what we're saying anymore. Yeah. And that's possible. I am going to go with a hearty nay. Everybody, we will see. We will see if I stick with KDY all night. Um, But I really almost went yay for that reason, because there are a few things that annoy me more than american presbyterians who choose nuance on everything
1: (laughs) (laughs) ouch Um, ouch ouch (laughs) but
0: but i actually think um but what i think is true is i think that the the target of his article was actually more like people like me Hmm. and because i think There have been so many wild-eyed criticisms of Doug Wilson. The fact that Kevin DeYoung starts with, "I actually can under," I actually can see this situation Mm. with a degree of clarity. To me, made me go, "Okay, I will. I'm gonna go with this a little bit further than I normally would." Yeah. Um, and that I think his critique is right. Doug Wilson's point is. If you say there's all this good fruit, then how can you say what we're doing is going to produce bad fruit? That's kind of his his defense under this sentence, right? And my point is, I think Kevin DeYoung is saying this good fruit and this bad fruit shouldn't be together. They're inconsistent. There's a problem Hmm. there. Um, Now, Doug Wilson doesn't agree with that, and that's fine. Doug Wilson is willing to admit That the mood which Kevin DeYoung thinks, if that's all you care about, is a problem. Doug Wilson's willing to say, we embrace that mood because we hope it attracts you to Christ. Come to the mood. Stay for the substance. Mm -hmm. Come for whatever reason. Stay for the only reason that ultimately matters, which are a shadow of things to come. But the substance is Christ. Um, that is a very pious way to speak. That is also how every megachurch pastor in this country speaks. Mm-hmm. Get people in, no matter what it takes. Hope, f- get them to stay for Jesus. Um, yeah. And so I think that Kevin DeYoung's, I would say that, no, it doesn't work. But I almost went yay on this one for the exact reason you did. Um, but I realized that Kevin DeYoung's approach worked on me, right? Mm-hmm. I, and by the yeah. way, because I am, while I'm, pr- you may be a critical supporter, I might be a sympathetic critic. Um, I think, for example, I have never agreed with anyone until Kevin DeYoung on the problem of his language. And I mm-hmm. now actually, I do, I do see that point. So anyways, that's why yeah. I ended up being a nay. Yeah. All right. Do you want to respond or are we, I mean, I, again, we don't, no, it sounds good. No, that's helpful. I, I don't think, we're I going think to argue you're wrong, but I think yeah, it's yeah, fine. That's fine. I don't mind being wrong. Um, <laughs> I have a mall back here from Kirkland signature brand that feel better. So, all right. Number two, worldliness. And I can go first. If you ever want we can go back and forth. Who goes first? Why don't I go first this time? It's only right. fair. Worldliness is a hunger for respectability which is far more in evidence than Kevin circles than mine. All right. I am a nay on this one as well. Um, now, again, I am not a nay on this one because the desire for respectability is not found more in Kevin DeYoung's circles. Of yep. course. Yep. The TGC people want the secularists to respect them. Yep. Of course, even, like, the the great temptation, if you're a reformed academic, is that other academics, be, like, right, what's, there's this great old liberal theologian that said, like, the deal we made with Christians is that we will call them scholars if they call us Christians, which is an awesome joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's brutal. But, um but, right, when Kevin Young says what attracts people to Moscow is worldliness, or I'm worried it's worldliness, mm. um, Kevin Young is not talking about respectability right. at all. He's talking about the, uh, the temptation to being concerned with worldly affairs, like worldly mm. desires, like political wins, um, like liberal tears, right? These kinds of, like, fairly knee-jerk, right? He talks about the and again, I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong. I'm just saying, like, I also don't know why this is the only definition of worldliness. I don't think that's how the scripture only uses the term. I read this section multiple times to see if I was wrong about this. I think this could be a form of worldliness, no doubt. But I don't think it's the only one. I think it is this um, that, that the scripture uses it in a much wider way. So that's why I'm a nay. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, and
1: I will I will join you in a nay, and um, here's why I would do, very similar reason uh, because worldly. So what Wilson does is he says, "Look what C.S. Lewis says about worldliness," and then he just goes off with that. Yep. Um, but like you're saying, that's not what Kevin Young is saying. And even I would go as far as to say, also that's not like the scriptural definition of worldliness. It's obviously not just the hunger for respectability, which is a uh, like that that is a driver. One of my uh one of the things that I think is um rhetorically compelling and even just just compelling in general um from the from Wilson's side is um the fact that it, it, honestly it's basically the same critique that we would give of Wilson when we say, hey look you've got a lot of these folks in your own camp mm-hmm. that need dealing with and it like it doesn't appear you're dealing with them but you're taking pot shots at the PCA or you're taking pot shots at whatever else. Right. Um, and like, it doesn't seem like you are and not to say you never are, but it doesn't seem like you very regularly use your platform, um, to take on those sins, which are evident in your own camp, right? You some from time to time, it's definitely not the major thrust of the blogs and things like that. Um, that's I, I think that's a compelling criticism for somebody like Kevin DeYoung. You're writing this article against Doug Wilson. When was the last time like you took up some of the very public issues of TGC that you have direct influence on? Now, is he doing those things behind the scenes? Is he influencing things behind the scenes? I have no doubt, right? I have no doubt. I I think Kevin Young's a godly man. I think he's he's doing what he can. Um, but I like I think that that is a compelling point that people can make. That does appear to be a kind of double standard on both sides. Yeah. Um, that, and it's just a good reminder for all of us. It doesn't have to be a gotcha on Doug Wilson or a gotcha on Kevin Young. It can be a reminder to you, oh listener, and to me and you, Matt, um, that like, hey, we should deal with our problems in house, right? Like yeah. that, the things that are in our own house, those is, are the things we really should focus on.
0: Uh, but here's why. I'm. Oh, go ahead. I'll let Wait, you bro. jump in there. So I, I think this is a really. Yeah, this is a really fair thing. I think, I'll just be honest, I think Doug Wilson is more willing to publicly go after people who are in general support of him than Kevin DeYoung is. Yes, uh, to and Doug, I've seen
1: it, right? I've read it, I've seen it, I've Doug heard it, it. it, I know that's the case.
0: The The greatest example of the failure of that on their part has recently been um, the full preterists amongst them. <laughs> just
1: tell- which don't get us started good. on this again. This good. makes me so mad. Um, How you guys dealt with Gary Demar out there yeah. in Moscow but, and cross politics and like.
0: <laughs> I do think, in general, um, Doug Wilson is more willing um, to do that now. Um, I again, I don't think, for example, you could level this criticism of me and Michael. The entire podcast we make are, here are all these things we've been very strongly attracted to and associated with, and it's like systematically shooting every hostage along the way like <laughs> like and 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 again i and to just so it's clear i'm not gonna become I, like i i don't think they'd ever invite me to join them i'm not gonna join the moscow police like the the police yeah. department who's like now my life calling is to go for every you know like spend the rest of my time talking about the every possible problem there. Yep. Um And this is why we didn't often bring up, at least not at length, Doug
1: Wilson up to this point, uh, because we know that it's the kind of thing that, like, everybody thinks you either have to be all in one corner or the other, right? Like, there's this weird, like, polarization that happens where you have to entrench yourself as just fully on board or fully
0: against, and that's it.
1: And I just don't think that that's actually an accurate or or a healthy
0: way to go about it. Which anyway, we'll, let we'll me read this passage. One. But yeah, go back to your point.
1: Yeah, so just to, to put a finer point on the nay that worldliness is hunger for respectability. Um, no, so um, Colossians 3, uh, starting in verse 5, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry, on account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. What else? Anger wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth, right? So this is, I think this is some of, too, what Kevin Young is getting at, that there is a kind of worldliness um, to the way that some carry themselves and the way that it comes across, at least, with
0: some of what Doug Wilson does as well. Right. Wanting to punch the bad guys in American culture is probably generally a worldly desire. Mm-hmm. right like and that there is a an understandable a, desire yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> like, like i get it. we're not we're, we're not saying oh nature. how could you right how Everything could you natural I, I i yeah not at all um i also think um right i think and i don't know that it's true about kevin DeYoung, young right doug wilson says with this respectability thing that people are looking for a reason um to distance themselves from them that they can still actually say, but I'm still really conservative or whatever, right? And they're looking for a, for a rational reason to do so, right, that, but remain respectable. Now, what's ironic is I actually think there's a large group of people, um, and maybe Kevin DeYoung, probably us, um, who are actually in the exact reverse. All your, like, actually very hard conservative cultural stands. We'd love to be there and be with all about it, but actually all of the, uh, doctrine, all of these other matters are the reasons we're not there, right? Like it's this, like, and so I agree that there are a lot of people, um, that want this to be about, uh, getting a reason to get out of it because you don't want to have to defend the guy willing to, um, call out the sexual depravity of our culture right? The, you know, all of these things, uh, that is, that's not me, man. And that's not a lot of us, but it's actually these other complicating factors, which, which now, uh, brings us to number three, to be isolated, shunned and avoided is not the same thing as being a loner by choice. So pastor Michael, he's summarizing this point that Kevin DeYoung's like, you've, you know, you've taken on this role as the outsider and you just keep punching harder and, you know, um, you've set yourself apart that way. You're unkind to other Christians, you know, and Doug Wilson says, no, I'm the one who gets disinvited from everywhere. I'm the one who uh, people, if they agree to come speak to us, get told they shouldn't come. And so, Pastor Michael, what uh, what do you make of this? Is this a are you a yay? Uh, so let me just say on a very surface level, this is obviously a yay. These things are not the same. Mm-hmm. But this this is where we actually have to to do a step of applying and interpreting what he means.
1: Yeah, right. Applying it to his situation. That's um, right. I, so. Um, a lot of me wants to take nuance, but oh, we, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to he say he's not that no, I'm going to say, yay, because um, okay. I, I do think that um, Doug Wilson has demonstrated over time that he's very willing to work with um, those that have differences with him or have even strong critiques. Uh, of what he's doing, um, he's shown willingness to work alongside and to like you know um, to have conversations with yep. people um, that will not talk to him, right? And even I mean, he points out in this article, like there are people that um, upfront will say, "Hey, yeah, I'd love to come talk with you," and then behind the scenes cancel that and say, "No, I'm not going to do that" because pressure is applied to them to say, "Don't go and do that."
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I I agree with that completely. Pastor Michael, let me ask you a question about your yay. Do you think he is, um, if I'm thinking through Kevin DeYoung's, the way he was talking about this, right, you've talked about the problems of tribalism, that those kinds of things are Mm -hmm. inherent on online, that those things kind of just happen. Um, Do you think um, Doug Wilson is pretty consciously building a kind of tribe, um, an online tribe? Um, that's a, an
1: interesting way to put it. I think, I think you could say yes. Okay. But I, I'm not sure. So I'm not sure that, um, as like, as truly like smart Doug Wilson is, right? I, like, I actually think he is much smarter than I am. Um, I'm like, I, I find his intellect and his phrase to be impressive. Um, I'm not sure that somebody of his age actually understands the dynamics of the internet in the way that like somebody who grew up with it in the same way does, you know what I mean? Like there, I I just (laughs) think there have been times that he has kind of shown like the boomer side of him. And I'm not trying to be like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful with that. I just mean, I'm not sure that he actually understands the full dynamic Mm -hmm. of the way people are now, right? The way people just read things online and become so ingrained right or the 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 way that you can um that you can write things that make somebody feel self-righteous for going and like you know saying oh, i can't believe these guys are so soft under a youtube video you know what i mean like there's like i don't i just don't know if you understand that dynamic if you've not been like a in it your whole life
0: yeah yeah it's a good question uh, i think it's an important question in this now I am gonna go ahead and give another nay. I I did not intend to come across as like every time. I'm <laughs> you are saying,
1: though. You're gonna. You're gonna.
0: No. <laughs> At this point, I probably am. You are just because if if That's right. is, I'll be
1: the habit. people. If you have problems with what we say, just write Matt. I'm. Right? I'd love I'm to.
0: A... I'd love to respond for the rest of my life <laughs> to this to this, to this <laughs> podcast. That is personally my new my new Ugh. goal i will start a spinoff podcast where it has <laughs> specific questions about these two blog articles <laughs> nothing else but these two blog articles and um
1: see how what would be fun so you just see how long it will take <laughs> like, like how would, long you could keep it going because i mean I, it would not stop
0: i would try and get a sponsor very quickly because that i'd be cashing that sucker in <laughs> um so here's why here's why i'm a name either it matters that every NAPARC denomination would defrock you and not ordain you, or it doesn't Mm -hmm. Right? either. The fact that the way you have handled doctrine or handled theological controversy has created a situation where you could not be in fellowship with the other reformed churches matters or it doesn't. Yeah. Um, Now I think it does matter. And Mm -hmm. so, I don't think you get to play the, because comp- I, I agree with everything you said about a willing conversation. I Again, I, I imagine if I went to Moscow as a credit, like this is what's actually the one of the greatest credits to them is if I went to Moscow, if they'd all listened to these things that I've said, I would bet that I would have a good time there and I would actually show up on one of their minor C-list show things, right? Like, that's to their credit that that is what would happen. Yeah. Um, But I do think the ecclesiastical facts matter a ton. Um, And that's, Mm -hmm. again, what makes me pretty uncool. Um, No, that's a good point. It is a good point. And so that that matters or it doesn't. Now, let me just say I'm not going to pretend that it matters in a way that it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Like, if someone were to be like, right, these things... The fact that you cannot be in communion with the reformed churches is the you are dead to me. If that's like that is not a standard that I guess as an American evangelical or as a barely American evangelical, I'm willing to uphold. Yeah, I read people. I profit from people outside of our communion all the time. And think Doug Wilson fits into that group fairly, <laughs> fairly obviously, right? Yeah, and so, like very easily, right? Yes. Like if, so, in, on the spectrum of where
1: you have the people that you're reading who are, you know, uh, you know, maybe well within the reform world, but also Lutheran and also like, you know, maybe more within the kind of pop evangelicalism yeah. or whatever,
0: like that's no, this is a fine fit. Yeah. And, and, and I, I but I also completely accept why someone would say we shouldn't do that because of especially if you personally which I did not personally experienced how divisive the federal vision was to these churches when yes. it occurred right so I don't I don't blame anyone for saying nah I'm a I'm a hard no on that I don't blame anyone for that. Um, I I just read a lot worse things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and because I'm trying to figure things out and so, yep. uh, or I'm trying to respond to things. And so I, it's just, it is what it is. And I grant, as I've granted before, they do cover certain topics that other people aren't. Yep. And so even if with a grain of, if I'm covering the, thinking through them with a grain of salt, I'm still going to read people who cover them. Right. Yeah. Same reason I'm willing to listen to like Joe Rogan or other things like that again obviously these things need to be taken um with wisdom and consideration but you know there's no one else getting those interviews whatever bad example but another
1: yeah i've i've wondered before if i had like come into the like if i had come into the reform world um especially as a minister a decade earlier and been like more deeply entrenched in the in the you know deeper division of the federal vision controversy or of the you know kind of the height of the theonomy days which would be more than a decade before but yeah. uh, like if if i had done that i wonder if i would just have a very different view on these things but i wasn't i mean i like i i think that i have some grasp of those battles um but they're not like they're not really upfront and personal for me in the way that i know they are for some other uh, good and godly men who had to fight those battles and uh so i get that
0: yep all right number are we on we're on number four here we go number four the people aligned with our movement are the people who appreciate the full breadth of what the movement represents the people who focus on what they have dubbed my inflammatory online persona are the ones exhibiting tunnel vision pastor michael um I think I just went first. I don't care. Why don't you go first here? Um, So I just went first on the last one. Oh, sorry. Let me go first. doesn't matter. Let me go first. No, no, no. I should go first then. I'm a yay on this one. Hey, everybody. You did it, Matt. (laughs) Yay. Not in the way you think, though. Um, (laughs) Now, um, I mentioned that back in the day when Mark Driscoll, of all people, started telling me I should listen to Doug, Mr. Douglas Wilson. Uh, I believe Mark Driscoll actually, as a young man may have had uh, some kind of a relationship with Doug Wilson's father. Another, another weird back. He at least talks about it. He has talked about being
1: discipled in some way by Jim Wilson.
0: Yeah. Now what that
1: means in in like Driscoll language, who knows? I
0: wish I knew.
1: I truly wish I knew. Um, He doesn't know. I mean, he doesn't.
0: (laughs) So here's, here is why I'm a yay. Because, um, so there is, I do believe there is a group of people, probably people who live in Moscow, Idaho, who have this, whatever, what we want to call this full representation. Because like I said, if if I think if some of the people online went through and said, I'm going to listen to his entire sermon series on 1st and 2nd Samuel, they'd go, wow, that was pretty boring. Like, I, I think they would just be hearing a like fairly standard sounding preacher guy um but what my my yay is perhaps a double-edged sword i agree that there are people who are completely focused on his quote-unquote online persona but i believe that tunnel vision does not just exist by, on his critics i completely believe as we said that one of the most profound things i learned from kevin de young is this is why he drives some people crazy. And by that, I don't mean his critics. I mean the people that learn about him and then upend... And
1: it's everything. And all, they have yeah, to... Upend
0: right. all balance about yeah. it. And so I do believe his online persona, when focused on... Um, and he doesn't want that to be his entire persona, which is interesting, even though it basically is. Like, if you just read... like. If you read Outsiders, that is what, uh, like, because it's his quote unquote online persona. It would be fascinating if I had both people who like us and don't write, What is Matt Klein like? That would be a very interesting um, just mm. thought experiment. I don't know how different it would be compared to people who are at the church plant I'm at. Yeah. I guarantee if you downloaded our church plants podcast and then played these things back to back. Now assuming it wasn't the other pastor you probably would be like wow these two pe- these two people are very different. Uh, yep. So I don't know but that's so I I am a yay on this one. So I didn't go the full monty all the way down Naying every possible. Good for you, Matt. All you right, can, where are you at on this one? I'm a
1: I'm a yay. Well, I'm I'm gonna be a yay in a lot. I mean, I know really you know I'm a yay in a lot, and because I'm just a reasonable guy, and I like everybody. Uh, I'm here for and, you,
0: TR people. I'm here for you.
1: <laughs> you you're, you're represented when you read this article, and I'm here for you. You're gonna feel seen by Matt's response to this, uh, and you will not feel it as seen by my response, maybe. Uh, no, I, I I think that I agree uh, in in large part with what you said. I I mean, this is the nature of this is the nature of so many things. Um, I've thought this before when I talk with people who you know you I've talked with people who knew me when I was a young man. I mean, young man meaning like you know high school young man. Um, I'm a very different guy than mm. I was then. Um, but people that have like their primary relationship with me was during that time. Um, if I tell them now I'm a pastor, depending on when they knew me in my high school days, um, it's like weird. Like that's really weird for them, right? Now, it's funny. I actually, there's, uh, there is there is a, a woman in our church who uh, was the secretary at the Christian school that I, I uh, went to growing up and got in lots of trouble at, which can be a podcast for another time. <laughs> I mean, I um, got in a lot of trouble and, uh, and when we first showed up to the church, it was a really funny interaction uh, because, you know, this, this woman saw me and my wife and she came up, she said, Oh, hi, you know, oh, it's you. And I was like, Oh, you know, hi. And she was like, Oh, I like, you know, what are you doing here? Basically? Like what's, what's going on? It, you know, got into, well, I'm in seminary and we're, you know, becoming more reformed, and all that. And it's like, you good, you're going to be a, like, you are going to be a pastor. Wow. You know? Uh, yeah. But that, that is just to say that the the tunnel vision is really difficult to escape and maybe impossible to escape um and really maybe you should just everybody should just have the sense that yeah i don't have the full view on it everybody should have a certain level of epistemic humility right mm-hmm. you don't, like just because you read one thing doesn't mean that you have the full representation of the facts um now that i'm not saying go into like a postmodern we can never ascertain the truth. We can never make statements of truth. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, especially when it comes to online communication, you read one blog article and you're like, now I know what kind of personality this guy has. Mm. Now I know what Doug Wilson's like, right? Hey, I had one young man at my church come in and try to destroy it as a fan of Doug Wilson and saying that I needed to do things more like Doug Wilson um, and that I was a soft man because I didn't. Um, well- I, like, I can tell you that I remember distinctly reading a blog post by Doug Wilson once where he found out from a pastor friend that young men from New St. Andrews had gone to this church somewhere else and done just that. And he just reprimanded them up and down and was like, you need to be submitting to your pastor wherever you are, right? Like, you're not you're not following anything that I've taught if you're not doing that, right? Um, so, so just to give credit where credit's due, I... Like, I think that that tunnel vision is really strong. Uh, but like you're saying, it is strong, um, you know, across the board, right? Like mm-hmm. it is strong across the board. If I was to nuance my position, which mm-hmm. I won't, <laughs> um, uh, would would only be to say that I, just the language of the people aligned with our movement um, is that they're the ones that appreciate the full breadth of of what the movement represents. I don't think that's true because I know plenty of people who like Doug Wilson because of very specific small pieces of what he teaches, right? Um, And so that's just a little bit weird. Like there's just a little bit of ambiguity there, but
0: but I'll still keep it at a yay. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's do our next one. Pastor Michael, you are going first this time. Yes. Colorful writing is not the same thing as cussing. The real objection to the sharpness in my writing has to do with where the spear is aimed, not the words themselves. There are all sorts of evidence that the words themselves are taken in stride by Kevin and company, just so long as they are not targeting the sins of the age. I'm sorry. I don't have Doug Wilson's voice to read these things. Um, <laughs> so um, I will go. Yay. I'm
1: going to go. Yay. Once again. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Listen, you heard me on the last episode. I criticized um, some of Doug Wilson's use of language um, and, and particularly where the spear, quote-unquote, was aimed, where the tip of that spear was really poking – Um, Especially when he uses that language in ways that is derogatory of the church or attacks the church, right? Especially in the case of, of, uh, you know, saying that, uh, you know, a church that would condemn uh, federal vision, which he himself is now kind of, you know, not tiptoed away from uh, completely, obviously, but like tried to like backpedal a little bit, right, without apologizing at all. Um, at least say, well, it's a, you know, what is he, what is he, it's like a, you know, Amber Ale, uh, federal vision, right? It's just a little bit lighter. I I don't really believe all that stuff. Um, So that like uh, when, you know, when that language is pointed in that direction um, no, it, it is vulgarity. It's a kind of vulgarity, right? It is a kind of, of slander. uh, And that is, is uh, wrong. Now, what I think is compelling about this and, and he actually, I don't even think he talks about this in the article, uh, but the, there is a sense sometimes with the criticism of using strong language, um, harsh language, lang- like, you know, what we consider to be curse words. Uh, that is, um, oh man. I mean, it is the, it, it's a kind of, of legalism that just says no like certain utterances certain letters put together are like it is sinful um but one of the you know one of the things that i think maybe Doug Wilson was saying this on a podcast that i listened to recently um about this dust up um, i don't remember if it was in this article or if it was in something like that uh, but he just mentioned like obviously the problem is not the use of these things because kevin de young himself used these, all of these words in a long, like in a paragraph of them in his own article, right? Like he quotes these things that I said. So it's not wrong to say them. It's not wrong to put them in writing. Um, you know, there, that happens. Obviously this is maybe even more so referring to the kind of double standard take of, well, look, Kevin DeYoung is part of the gospel coalition. The gospel coalition recommends these things at times. Um, I am maybe working myself into a
0: nuance. I think we're um, going to do a giveaway, everybody, by the way.
1: <laughs> I, I am working myself into a nuance. I'll, so I'll I'll just claim it instead of just trying to go yay. Um, because I do I do think I agree with the general point. Um, but where I am going to nuance it is, especially at this end point, right? Um, mm-hmm. There's all sorts of ed- evidence that the words themselves are taken in stride by Kevin and coming just so long as they are not targeting the sins of the age. That is not what kevin de young had a problem with right he wasn't he didn't condemn doug wilson for using the c word directed toward particular sins right right that's not why he was doing it right and so i do think that that is a a, that is a um you know i don't want to say i was going to say disingenuous i don't think it's disingenuous i think he might believe that um i'm not saying that he's he's trying to be deceptive i just think that he's wrong that that's what kevin young was doing at all right that his problem is attacking those sins i don't think that that's true um
0: yeah i actually i don't think uh especially on this point but i think there are other points where doug wilson does not um credit the actual strongest case of what Mm -hmm. doug wilson is doing like where he's like worldliness is respectability yeah obvious like there are just these points where I don't know what you're doing, but this isn't actually the strongest version.
1: Yeah, of- it's not strong. You're not by you're you are strawmanning the argument. Um, yep. You're not actually trying to man it, which you recommend doing, right? right. <laughs> which you you tell us to do.
0: So tune in for at least the first day of the 12 days of restless, which is after Christmas. The next 12 days, we're gonna
1: we're we're gonna get more than one thing away. We I've are. Got a pop- to- I've got some stuff. We've we, we've we'll gotta give out some good. Ways. So good, it's gonna uh, be a
0: good time. Yeah but at, so at least day 1 day 1 and you'll want to be early you'll want to be early to win the giveaway so we'll 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 uh we'll just put it there so pastor michael um perhaps predictably here i am a nay 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 um so i will just say um there are a few there are a few reasons i'm a nay now obviously yes colorful writing is not the same thing as cussing. Uh, correct. Obviously, that's not the case. So you can use colorful language and not be cussing. Now, let me just go ahead and say the specific example I chose from Kevin DeYoung's list. Um, right. And Doug Wilson doesn't like that. Someone's like, I'm going to bring all your examples together. Uh, he doesn't like that. Now, again, it does remove them from their context. It which does. Is- yeah.
1: And that is a valid point.
0: Which is very into important. Consideration,
1: it looks worse when you pile them all on top of
0: each other. But it is still pretty bad when two people who are not like, um, I don't have virgin ears. Like we're not like, we're not like wilting violet kind of people are like, I'd be unwilling to read the majority of these on my podcast. Like, right. Like there is still, yes. there is still something to be said for that now. But the one that I chose was a, unnecessary sexualized metaphor about the pca courts yes right exactly so if you're saying if it if it depends on where the spear is aimed you just aimed a oddly specific and creepily sexual metaphor at the courts of a lawful church yeah of an orthodox church that you're like i'm happy to partner with no matter what Right,
1: right, and except so, when they have a problem with my like very errant view, yeah, <laughs> like
0: very confused uh view that they all agree is wrong, yes. And so, um, so, so again, I do think on his own merits, we have a problem. Two, um, he talks about, and again, I just, I, I, we didn't mention this last time, but it's probably worth the audience knowing that when we're talking about explicit language, we are talking about. Words to the degree of like the C word being used. And Doug Wilson complains, as he often does. No one responds to the arguments of that article, they just complain about the language. And here is why, even on his level of rhetoric, and he's a much better rhetorician than me, here's the problem, man. Like, you're like, why doesn't anyone respond to my arguments? The answer is because you chose to use language that was so inflammatory it made it impossible to actually address your arguments without first addressing the inflammatory language you used. Mm-hmm. Right. That is a, that's. And then
1: active. get into the quagmire of like trying to figure out, well, where is the line for language exactly. and how is it okay? And when is it not okay? And like that, that does become a quagmire that is unnecessary
0: because I agree with him that the basic arguments of that article are fundamentally sound. Mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with the arguments in that article. Right. So for the
1: record, like just, you know, if you go and read the article, right. If my, this is my recollection from when it came out, right. I haven't read it since I didn't go back and read it. Uh, But I remember when the dust up first happened, however many years ago, and it was directed at an ELCA pastrix that has by like completely denied the faith, right. Like it's just extremely wicked who literally made a like statue sculpture um of female organs (laughs) and like that was like that's what was happening that he was responding to right so like it's it's a dark horrifying world right uh but you're right that rhetorically you can't like you just lit a giant fire i know you're like well we don't start fires well but you did light a giant fire still right
0: yeah and and so i um and so that that is why I think that, again, I don't think um, I think what the Kevin DeYoung isn't willing, isn't is willing to be associated with this language as long as it's not targeting sins of the age. I think what you would be willing, like what would be a much closer version would be Kevin DeYoung isn't willing to police. Right. Those in a certain like in the. um in the like mainstream reformed mold, right? Like he's willing to police my language, but he's not willing to police TGC. That's much closer than the is um, because it's tar I target the sins of the age and they don't. That What I just described would be much closer. Now, let me just again say he doesn't actually answer what for me is the actually convincing thing Kevin DeYoung says is give me examples of the Puritans of the Southern Presbyterians, right, of, of G.K. Chesterton who use language the way you do, right? Now, um, now someone might say, well, again, we live in a different time. We live in a trash world. We live in the worst times. We need to speak like this. Um, and someone might say, you guys are kind of just chained by the patterns of the church from before. And Dude, maybe maybe that is true. <laughs> but here's the deal, man, like I truly believe in the like doctrines of ordination and that we are carrying on what has been truly passed down in an actual existence of a church that I have a duty to carry on. Yeah. And if the collected wisdom is yes, there are ways we don't speak Because Paul says something counts as obscene talk,
1: right? Something Something is malice. Something is slander.
0: Something counts as corrupting talk that you can't have in your mouth. That's right. And if I can't find any examples that follow this pattern, you're right. I'm not going to do it. And, and, and I guess I lose.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I, you know, this is, so, um, one of the things that, um, comes up a lot in this conversation about language, which man, like I'm a guy I'm like, I'm very willing to, this is why I started with a nay or a yay. And then I worked myself into a No, it's cause I'm very willing to like work around it. I, you know, I don't, I'm not one of these, uh, you know, what's often criticized as well. Like if you're one of the, you know, maybe these guys are just more like white collar. They're not used to like the, you know, really tough language of the job site or something like that. I like, I'm, I don't think that that's true of me at all, actually. Um, And I like, it doesn't bug me. Like if I'm in the presence of somebody using extremely rude language, generally, it doesn't even like affect me at all. Right? Like I don't even think about it. If I'm in the context that that is somewhat normative. Um, I'm not saying that that's good. I'm just telling you, like, I'm not easily offended by that stuff at all. Um, I like, I have no problem with, with um, a discussion about where using some of this language might be perfectly acceptable or the context might make it okay, yeah, I'm willing to do that. Uh, But when, when you do have somebody that does this a lot, right? Like uses this kind of language a lot to make a point. And again, if you get into the details and we say, okay, well there's sure, there's reason for it, there's context for it, whatever. Uh, I'm not saying it can never be used. It could never be done. But the defense is usually something more like, you know, oh, well, you just, you know, you think this can never happen. Okay. That's not what mine is. It's not my problem. I want to know where the breaks are. I want to know where the actual limits are. Um, is it like, is everything okay? Is every, like, tell me, tell me what would be crossing the line? Because the thing is, the guys, uh, who are doing this both w- Wilson but also those who are following after him I have never and I've listened to a lot of their stuff I've read a lot of their stuff I've benefited from a lot of their stuff I
0: have never heard them apologize for how they use their tongue Doug, Doug Wilson says I've never been wrong in this article which we will come <laughs> back to in our mini at <laughs> I video. did I now, did not catch that no he basically but I, he says like well how I use the pepper of this hot language is beautiful at cooking right like and like again because he's what he's doing is he's comparing it to the gajillion of other things he's read. he's like i wrote 10 latin textbooks and didn't use the f word in them so come on
1: right like, right yeah and, i'm not and, wrong so, so red like you know red pepper is great in chili but one time my wife and i actually put all red pepper in and right. it was horrifying like you it was not palatable okay and i'm not saying that's what this is but at some point it does become that. And especially in the next generation of this kind of thing, like, Hey, let's break out of these norms. Let's break away from, from the cultural norms of language. And let's say, yeah, we can have, you know, just right. rougher language. Cause yeah. we're hard men, right? Yeah. We can, we can speak like this. Um, well, just tell me what, when has it crossed the line? Right. Because here's the deal. Like, this is just troops. And I'm te- like, I know Doug Wilson could tell you this himself. Uh, if you have, like a certain bent in your personality, for instance, if you're particularly good at using colorful language and good, I mean, good at it, like you're actually good at writing. um, You're good at speaking. You're good at communicating. um, It's also true that chances are that's where a lot of your sin is going to lie as well, right? Like the, the, the things that you are um, maybe um, most directed toward in your just natural calling of life. Uh, sin twists those things, right? Like that's what happens. So if you have never had a point where you say, yep, I've sinned by the use of my tongue, right? One of the most common and obvious ways to sin that's spoken of on almost every page of the New Testament, um, then I don't know what to tell you, but there's a, like, that's where I see the problem. Because I don't see the problem in, sometimes I use really sharp language. I see the problem in, you have never, Thought that your use of that sharp language was wrong because it has to have been at some point.
0: This is how you get, um, this is in the end how you get blazing wings, right? Where like those are inedible garbage from B dubs,
1: yeah, no people, taste, no flavor. It's but it just people hurt. just
0: eat them because it's like this is the thing to do, yeah, right? It's to just, just the pain of it, yeah. All right, so last one, Pastor Michael, and you are going, f- no, I'm going first this time, oh, of course. Well, I think everyone I, 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 you gave this, you talked yourself into nuance. And then I said, nay, nay, nay to this one, like a horse. And here we go. And Kevin, now here's number seven. And Kevin now has a moral (laughs) obligation to engage with us on this subject and help us get it resolved. Now let's highlight the words moral obligation, because I am a hearty, Nay, everybody. I'm a nay. Now, um, here's why I'm a nay because I think that it could be appropriate. and I actually listened to the response uh Doug Wilson did with his reply guys like the day after this. and he said this was gonna be his final point to and to credit him in his interview. He actually said this point in probably a better way than this, right? um that like you don't just get to like drive by like you don't get to just drive by fire and be like, don't ever ask me about this. Like, Mm -hmm. like that again, he said it in a much better way here. Obviously he doesn't have a moral obligation. The man has nine kids is the president of a seminary and is a pastor, like he can be like, "Uh, I have more important things to do than argue with Doug Wilson on if he can, you know, if he can compare the PCA to Dolly Parton, like (laughs) obviously he can make that conclusion himself. Yep. Um, But I think even using Doug Wilson's better version of this, um, I actually still think I'm a nay because I think you could say, I I can't correct this. Like, my goal in what I'm doing. Right, when I criticize – let me give this example. When I criticize Mark Driscoll, my hope isn't to call Mark Driscoll to repentance. That because he's heard from Matt Klein (laughs) in Wisconsin – He's going to go, oh, dang, well, we're shutting this thing down. Although that might be the the story yeah. of the Restless Podcast, everybody. <laughs> again, the the true end of this, the Restless Podcast is when I get to Arizona and interview this guy. Um, <laughs> and I am, oh, man, I'm further but closer than ever. Um, <laughs> but you can have a reason of doing something other than. I want to engage with you personally, deeply on this. And in fact, that's
1: exactly Exactly. what Kevin Young said and was doing. He was not entering into this as a, hey, Doug Wilson, let's talk about this. He was saying to all of you who regularly ask me, what about this guy? Um, Here
0: are my concerns. Now, that is perfectly acceptable. Here is the here's the problem with in the end how he how he did that. Because I think it is a nay. He does not have a moral obligation. He doesn't have to do this. I do think, as Pastor Michael mentioned earlier, it would actually potentially be helpful. Yeah. Now, here is, um, here, uh, I think Doug Wilson says he needs to answer the questions of this, like, million list of people who wrote responses. If you want him to respond... Someone needs to collect what the actual questions are. What are the questions you want him to respond to?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I, but here's the reason I think um, Kevin DeYoung opened himself up to this is at the end he said things like Doug Wilson could choose to become a father figure to others, or he could choose to you. Like at the end, he's making yeah. this, like he's going to like. Here are the paths I lay before you, sir. Why don't you choose one or the other? And if you're going to lay before paths, someone does get the right to ask a question. Ah, so I, I'm not a father figure. Right? Like, ah, you know, like, right. they do get to, at that point, begin asking the question.
1: Yeah, what about, right? And that's, so this is also, by the way, I said this, I think I said this um, in either, maybe it wasn't a patron's thing, but I think I said in the last episode that, you know, one of the responses that is a legitimate response um, with, you know, the questions about, well, look at the inflammatory language is Doug Wilson will be able to say, look at all that I've written, right? Like, and when you just add that in to all that I've done and all that I've written, it really is pretty, pretty minimal because I've written far more than most people. And when you say something like, well, what about, you know, why aren't you spending your time, um, you know, doing doing work on you know fatherhood. Well, I mean, he can say, look, I just like I've written a lot of books on that, and we still sell them. And we just did a you know did a mini documentary series on one of them that I wrote, you know. Um, so like he's it's not that he's not doing this thing. So I, I think you're right. I think uh, DeYoung Young opened himself up for that. I'm an a nay on this just because of moral obligation, um, the the idea that that Kevin has to respond anymore guess what? It's actually perfectly fine, everybody. If you just want to jump in, say a couple thoughts and jump out, Um, it doesn't have to become a prolonged big, you don't have to figure it out, right? Like that's not actually the job. Now, if this was Kevin Young writing to about somebody within the PCA, within his own denomination, um, or maybe within like his seminary or something like that, I would be more open to saying, actually you, you need to deal with this, right? Like you have to, there has to be a little bit more. Uh, But I actually, in this case, I, especially because um, DeYoung made it clear, like he's not writing this as a, you know, way to open up discussion with Doug Wilson. He's writing this for other people. Uh, And so it doesn't, it doesn't actually have to become this big, Hey, we're going to figure this out together. You and me, Doug, (laughs) it doesn't have to be that now. Yes, I actually would love if these two sat down, even in private, and tried to, you know, um, discuss some of this stuff. I think that could be great. I think there could be a good public way of doing it. I don't think that um, yeah, that Kevin Young should do what Doug Wilson said. And hey, find you know two of two other guys that agree with you, and you know, find a moderator that you're okay with, and you know, it could be you know, four on one or whatever, Uh, don't do that because it will make everybody sympathetic to Doug because he'll still like rhetorically, he will still shine, you know, (laughs) like uh, he just will. Uh, That's a bad idea. But to sit down and have a conversation, I think would be fine. I think that there's that, that could be beneficial.
0: I don't know if it actually would be, but I think it could be. And I think, again, I think that there are external pressures. I also think a lot of people know that like, whether Doug Wilson is right or wrong he is going to be the person who probably comes across better in the conversation and so mm-hmm. people are hesitant to do it um just right like again go watch the evening of eschatology at John Piper's church to like use a totally like outside example he comes across as the like guy you want to be with it's so fun and
1: this is it's why the moscow mood
0: is is something that
1: uh is it works because you're driven by your desires and you want that kind of person. You want the jolly happy person. You don't want the
0: person, Matt, who's always saying nay, by the way. Yeah. You want well, the guy
1: I, who's saying yay all the time to everybody. I, I'm saying yay to everybody.
0: I died with KDY tonight, everybody. I died <laughs> with him. So Pastor Michael, I think you need to you need to give us is there what what can we take away from this as we have now we've now walked through these two articles for more than two hours is there is there anything this Give is actually something. this is
1: actually what i want uh, people to try to take away because i it's so easy to do what i've said over and over now um and i'm just gonna keep saying it uh, to just dig in dig in your trench and you're just shooting at the other guys and that's all you're doing um and i just it doesn't have to be that way actually you can look at both of these faithful men um, who have done some good things. Um, you can have serious concerns and criticisms of them, as we do, um, as I do. Um, you can you can say those things. Like it's not wrong, right? If you want to criticize Doug Wilson, it's not wrong to do that, right? I know that a lot of the people that that are like you know in that camp have really thin skin. And anytime they're criticized, it's like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> like we all have to respond to this. And this is like the biggest thing in the world. Uh, no, it's okay, actually. And hey, if you have criticisms of Kevin DeYoung, um, and some of the stuff that he's written, hey, guess what, that's okay, too. Um, that's all right. But you need to handle yourself well, right? Like you still need to be uh, the, the kind of person that is handling themselves well, um, that is above reproach, that is not just um, jumping in with the spirit of rivalry and animosity that is everywhere, that is palpable, that not just in this arena, not just in the church, but everywhere. Like this is the spirit of the age. And so you don't want to join in with that. Um, there, there is a way that you can go about having a, you know, an an even-handed look at this without without just jumping on one side or the other. Um, you can ride with KDY uh, and also say, hey, like KDY, I like some of those things over there. You know, I like some of the Moscow mood. There's some of that that's nice. Uh, that's actually fine, guys. That's actually an okay place to be.
0: In the end, we learned that it was the friends we made along the way. That was what the two blog articles were about. Well, thank you for listening to Restless. I am in a good mood. Um, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. I actually am. Tr, TM people out there, I guess I'm here for you. Don't abandon us. Um, uh, you know, guys, maybe if, uh, if you're a big, if you're in that Moscow mood, maybe there's, maybe there's still hope for me. You can, you can pray for me. Hey, I'm a, I'm here for you guys, right? I like it's you yours. guys. You're going to
1: find, you come into my church office, we you're going to find some
0: Doug Wilson books yeah. on the shelf. Guess what? We are the, you are. We're the synthesis here. Yeah. We are the synthesis that you're looking for. Join with us, especially during post-Christmas when all your podcasts go to die we will have to pre-record some of those because I'll probably be having a baby uh soon after that um but it's gonna be a good time because we will do 12 consecutive days of podcasting which everybody loves uh, everybody loves it. We love you. There'll be giveaways. We're having a good time. Rate and review this show, because I think the last rating and review we got was from a guy who was mad that I didn't think Mark Triscoll was a good person, which shows how good his judgment was. But if you like this show and have good judgment, subscribe to the Patreon, rate and review this show. Have a good night.